Hey there, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Be Stone Run. I'm your host, Ali Ann, and today I wanted to talk about how to strengthen your foundation so that when storms come, you will be stronger on the other side. And you can always be assured that storms will come and they will also go. And it's just a matter of how you are going to be as a person on the other side and what benefits and what other people having been watching you or been around you, how they're going to be on the other side as well. So this isn't just about you, but I share a little analogy from a runner's perspective. And then I share five or six points on what I have been doing in my own life and a testimony also a little bit to help you uh, be able to I guess understand it a little bit more and use it for yourself either for a future storm to be prepared for that to start building a foundation now or to be able to try and implement them if you are going through a storm right now so i will let you guys get the episode and i will be praying that is a blessing Luke 6.48 says, He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. This passage, which has a few verses before and a few verses after it, has been something that I have been thinking about quite a bit. Just because in the circumstances that I have been going through in my life over the last six years my strength has definitely or my faith sorry my faith has definitely been strengthened through each one and i feel like the circumstance that i'm going through now if i had gone through it six years ago my outcome or my faith in god would have just been a lot different than it is right now just because my foundation, I feel like my relationship with God and um, what I believe to be true in God's word has definitely been strengthened over the years. And so this passage really talks about how if we take God's words and we live by them and that becomes our foundation, then when storms come, we won't fall and we'll be able to stand strong will be able to not be destroyed and I really like how if we look at a runner's perspective in this way so say you have two runners one of them has been running for years we'll say 10 15 years maybe even just eight years and another has been running for only eight months and they both sign up for the same half marathon um, the one runner obviously has been running a lot of different races in the past years and the new runner is just training for the half marathon so all the running he has is just in the last eight months of training for this race so imagine come race day the temperature ends up being in the 80s and it's predicted to rain at the start line it ends up very humid and muddy and making the temperature like in the 90s the footing is slippery which runner do you think has a good foundation to be able to be like, I should be able to finish this race um, without, you know, having a heat stroke or falling and twisting their ankle? 
It kind of reminds me, like, of course, the runner that has been running for years, he's going to have way better of a foundation, a lot more experience to be able to know how to handle these situations and whether he can or whether he should drop out according to situations going on in his life, according to how he's feeling and all of this stuff. Man, the new runner is most likely going to see these things and he's not going to have the foundation and the experience to be able to handle them as wisely as if he had been running longer. And so in my life right now, with different things God has been laying on my heart to do for the last, we'll say three years, it's all been lining up and I was just about to do it when one of the kind of the foundational, um, like situations just kind of was taken away and it kind of made me question am I really living um like am I actually obeying God did I actually hear him correctly and it kind of made me just a little confused because I knew without a doubt where God was leading me and when this roadblock kind of came up I'm like okay so I either heard wrong or this is just another roadblock, another um, thing that needs to be worked through. And just through experience and looking at different people in the Bible, God began showing me that this is just another season of training, that this roadblock just kind of needs to be taken as something that's going to make me stronger for when the vision actually comes to pass that he's been laying on my heart. And so I wanted to share some of the things that God has taught me over the last six years and just recently really been strengthening that and showing me that this is really what gets you through storms and trials to become a better person on the other side. Um, and I think because of me actually being able to fulfill all of these or work on all of these all at the same time during the situation, as detrimental as it is, and I won't lie, I did go through a depression right at first. And it wasn't like as bad as it had been in the past. It was just like, I didn't feel like doing anything. And it was kind of really hard to motivate myself to do anything that didn't have to be done or whatever. So uh, a friend had prayed for me over the phone and I felt like that spirit of depression left and it hasn't come back yet. So praise God. But I really feel like this situation that we're going through as a family, but also as an individual, these different things that I'll tell you in a minute uh, have really helped me to stand strong and to trust God and to be able to be faithful in where I am. And the first one is to pray without ceasing and practice the presence of God. So I know we all know we should be praying without ceasing. And I'm sure you have probably heard about practicing the presence of God and may not know exactly what it is. So I kind of put them together because practicing the presence of God is kind of realizing that God is always there. And if he's always there, always open to hearing from us, always wanting a conversation with us and we need help, praying without ceasing is kind of goes hand in hand with practicing the presence of God. If it's really realizing that Jesus promised never to leave us nor forsake us. And so 
if you can continually pray without ceasing and practice the presence of God at one time, it will really, really, really help you get through the season you're in, especially if you can do the rest of these as well. But I put that one at the top because relationships are built on communication. And so a relationship with God is what's going to get you through anything in life. And so conversation with him is a must and it's what really deepens your relationship with him as well. So number two is read God's word daily and think about it often. So this is meditation, memorizing, um, just it could be journaling about the word. It could be reading the word, listening to it. Just make sure that you are getting, uh, allowing God to speak to you through his word because a lot of times when we're going through struggles, it can be kind of hard to hear the Holy Spirit's promptings. And so being able to have the word to fall back on and be like, okay, God, can you give me a verse to go with the situation um, without taking, like, make sure that when you do this, you don't take it out of context, thinking that it's God when it's really not, it could be yourself, but just kind of pray about a verse that he could be laying on your heart for the situation and uh, some encouragement from him. Some, I know the Psalms uh, has always been something I've always fallen back on, but just a few months ago, my pastor, he really encouraged me to do this during a time that I was really feeling down. And I have been using the Psalms like every day and really falling back on those, realizing that, okay, emotions are not bad. David was a man after God's own heart. And so the Psalms for me has been something I have really been trying to focus on, especially Psalm 77, which starts out with um, like the psalmist telling everybody, like, I'm depressed. I My soul refuses to be comforted. And he's just kind of laying out his heart there. And then he switches over and says, but I have chosen to dwell in the Lord. I have chosen to focus on him. I have chosen to focus on what he has done in the past and to know that he can do it again in my life. And so that one has been really encouraging to me lately. Uh, for a while, I was just focusing on the beginning. And then after my friend had prayed for me, I was able to focus more on the, the other half of it. So just ask God for a word from scripture that can be encouraging to you. Think about it often. I have a spot on my phone where I put verses as God lays them on my heart, depending on the situation I'm going through and uh, will read through them when I'm feeling down. And it's kind of neat because if you look at the verses, I can kind of see, cause I'm putting them in order of how I get them. I can kind of see like how God has been progressing me in my relationship with him and seeing like, okay, these verses were on trust. These verses were on focusing on him. These verses were on trusting or I already said that I can't remember what the different categories was that I was noticing, but it's been kind of neat to like, be like, okay, these verses, God is laying on my heart. Look at how he's like drawing me closer to him through the last, however many months it's been. And then number three is to learn to obey the Holy Spirit's promptings immediately. So this is something you definitely want to be working on when circumstances are going good, because a lot of times when we're feeling down, we're not going to want to necessarily obey because all we're going to want to do is focus on the negative and 
So the Holy Spirit, if we learn to hear his voice and to obey it immediately, we can, um, because a lot of times he'll lead us to do things that seem counterintuitive. So say, um, just recently I was feeling really down and I felt like God wanted me to reach out to somebody and encourage them. And it ended up encouraging myself because it was like I was talking to myself. It was like, the words I was encouraging the person with, God used that to encourage me. And then also focusing on others and serving others and all these different things. The spirit can be like, look at this first, help this person. It'll get you focused off of yourself and all these different things. Um, and then also be able to help you realize what your circumstances are, how God is using them, how he wishes to use them, what he's doing in your faith to strengthen you and all these different things. So then number four, which I have realized during this struggle that we have been going through as a family is to stay in fellowship with other believers. And I cannot tell you how much this has helped just in this circumstance that we have been going through. Um, that just being able to know that other people are praying for us and know that they are really trying to help us um, and take us to the Lord. And it's just very encouraging. And then people will reach out and say, how are you doing or whatever. It's like um, something I've never really experienced because I feel like the situations in my life have never been bad enough to where people, you know, will take you to the Lord and like really pray for you because, you know, the situations normally are personal and they pray for you, but it's not like a whole group of believers that are coming together and bringing you to the Lord. So I know that has definitely been something that I wish I would have had more in the past. And so the number five is having at least one person you can trust that you can always go to for prayer, that you can always go to to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Um, is there any way you can be praying for me? Is there anything you think I should be doing or just somebody that you can um, kind of like a just a mirror, just talk to them and tell them what you're feeling so that you can hear it audibly and not only can they then pray for you, but I don't know, there's something for me at least that when I reach out to my friend, I am like so encouraged and being able to hear what I'm going through. It like, I don't know, it makes sense and it brings about a different perspective because it's like, it's out there, it's in the light. And I'm like, oh, like, either this isn't as bad as I thought or um, God will then be able to speak to me to where I'll be able to hear or just whatever, but just being able to get it out in the light has really, that this has been something that I have definitely had over the last six years, um, which I am super grateful for because during one of the hardest three years of my life, uh, she was always there for me and that I really believe is what God used to help me get through those without dying on the other side, <laughs> spiritually, not physically. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, I wrote that list and it's on the blog post, which you can find the link down below, 
but I would definitely encourage you to, if you are going through a hard season, definitely try to implement these. But if you are not, definitely practice them and work on them now so that when you start going through one, because every Christian does. So just take these and work on them now during the good season. So then that way you can have a strong foundation for when the storms come and you can come out stronger on the other side rather than weaker or falling away from God. And so with that, I will end this saying and letting you guys know that I am praying for you. That is something that God has been laying on my heart is to pray for all of my listeners and all of my readers on the blog. And if you guys ever have any prayer requests so I can pray for you specifically, don't um, just reach out. I don't know if I put my email address below every time, but I know you can definitely always reach me through the website, uh, which always, I think, has the link down below. So if you guys ever have anything that you specifically want prayer for or you just want a listening ear, I know you don't know me so that you're probably not going to trust that and be able to share your heart, but I can definitely be praying for even unspokens and I will let you guys go and I pray you have a blessed week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Be Still and Run. If you guys have not checked out my recent book where you can download it, it's not technically an ebook, it's just a PDF. I'm not really into all that technical stuff right now, but it is on the simplicity of Christianity. And I've mentioned it before, but I just wanted to let you know if you haven't heard of it, it is based off of my most favorite training block I have ever done. I had a coach for the first time. I had a running buddy for the first time. And just the analogies and the similarities between that training block and what the Christian life should be like to make it simple because the simplicity of Christianity is what the enemy wants us to get our eyes off of. He wants us to think that there's a bunch of rules and a bunch of different things that we should be doing and that's not the case it's sort of like running you get what you put in and you don't have to follow all of these strict guidelines in order to be a runner but in order to be a good runner in order to be a faithful um, a, a, an endurance runner you really kind of need to do different things like work on your nutrition and all of these other things. So it's it's not about a bunch of rules out, out of, and I have to, but it's, I get to, I get to become a better Christian. I get to be drawn closer to Christ. I get to influence other people and encourage them to be strengthened in their faith. And so that's sort of what the book, it kind of gives like eight, well, I started with seven, but there is a extra added recovery at the end. But there, so there's eight sections and there gives you a little bit of an action step after each one. And I will leave the link down below, but that was my recent book. And then I am also working on a challenge that is part of the Back to the Basics course that I wrote a couple of years ago. And I really have enjoyed working on 
the 12 nine challenge myself and I've gone through it with a couple other girls as well but I wanted to make it available for all of you and I just made a video for it the the um, printable like the PDF part of it I don't have put together yet because it's still actually like in the course workbook so I need to pull that out so that I can make it available for you guys and then I'll get the video ready and I will let you guys know when that is ready but it is actually on surrender and I know that's kind of a hard word for a lot of us but it really the way that God has shown me what surrender is, He always starts out with something small in my life and then the more I am able to surrender that to Him and see the benefits of it, the more I want to surrender to Him. And it's kind of been like that over my entire life. Starting somewhere in my teens, I remember telling God, I don't want to give you that because I know you'll want more. And so that is the truth. But the thing is, is the more we give him, the more we'll want to give him. So this course, or not course, the, um, the challenge, the 12-9 challenge is sort of just to help you realize what the joy of surrender is. And so I will be letting you guys know when that is out. And thank you again so much for listening to another episode. And I will see you next week.